to the Learning About Dogs podcast with Kay Lawrence of Learning About Dogs, and I'm Sue McGuire, teacher of dogs and people. Where to begin your learning journey with dogs? What skills you need to have? It can be overwhelming, but not really. Continuing on with our theme of some short, but certainly not light thoughts. Um, how do you? Would we ever be light? Or we can be light. We can. We can be we, light. Off mic, we're very light, but on mic, we're very serious. Um, and I'm always asking you, I'm always saying, I don't know what I don't know. People don't know what they don't know. So, how do you know what you need to learn? Person. Yeah, I, I think I certainly remember when um, I first moved to Wales to buy the sheep farm. One of the things I really wanted to do was do search and rescue with the dogs. So I we had a local like um, you'd have a fair like a garden uh, fate up the valley mm-hmm. and lots of the local businesses were there and the mountain rescue team was there. So I go along and I say, I'm a dog trainer. I could do this and the other. What do you have to do? And. You know, one of the very lots of very athletic young men hanging around. I thought this would be a bit all right, and they gave me a list of skills. <laughs> and the guy said, "Well, you know, we'd like you to tick the list. You can you can tick anything you like you think you can do, but if you think you can do it, it means you've got to be able to teach it to somebody else." Okay, so after something like thirty-seven things, which were like knot tying, um, climbing, ice climbing. Um, radio techniques, navigation, you know, preparation of equipment, uh, map reading, and all the, you know, a lot of stuff for the mountain rescue team. Because you don't want to put people on the mountain that you're then going to have to pick up half an hour later because they got lost or they're not competent to doing what they are supposed to do. So what it did was give the whole management of the mountain rescue team a very good idea of how to schedule their training days and what people needed to learn. And that measure of could I teach somebody else to do this was a good state to say that, yeah, got that, be happy to. And the process of working out how to teach somebody else is an extremely good clarification of what you think you understand yourself. So if you're unsure what to learn, something like that skills list would be a good start because you could run down the list and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got good timing. But what is that? So if you had to explain to somebody who's got nothing to do with dogs, what's good timing, then you'd have to work out whether you can do it or not. Hmm. So um, another activity I used to enjoy and I went along to learn, I was thinking about good timing, was flying these Delta kites. They're two string beasties and they would do competitions. Um, And because, again, it's up on the mountain, you pretty much got wind 360 days a year. You've got flying wind. So you've got plenty of chance to practice. And one of the patterns, it looked very much like um, a heel work pattern in an obedience trial. Yes. So you started off with your kite in park and you had to go up a certain distance, do a right angle do a full about turn, <laughs> come to a park, a halt, yes, and then, you know, you'd follow these things around the things. And I'm thinking, ooh, ooh, yes, I have a go at that. But again, good timing. When do you need to anticipate looking at the wind that you need to turn at a certain time and how much pressure you need to be able to turn it 
completely back on itself it follows the same path and you'd have like a steward by the side of you that was calling it and seeing how much you could actually keep the kite on the path lots of things like that so good timing is no use as a criteria unless you can work out how to anticipate and bring together all the variables under one skill and often it's those variables which is observing what's about to happen so if you want to click when a dog sits is it the action of the butt hitting the floor the muscles actually relaxing into that the dog sitting and then looking up at you you know which of those points would you actually want to say that's what hurt you the food and good timing is the ability to anticipate and merge these variables together Well, that's the same thing. So say your, your partner said, well, how do I get the dog to do something or other? Could you explain it to them? If you can't, that's where you need to begin. You know, or your father-in-law says, well, how can you stop the dog jumping up? It's getting mud all over me. Oh, I don't know. I need to go and look it up. Well, that's where you need to begin. You know, so it's often the, the it, and it's not a single thing. It's that one thing that says, I don't know, why is he jumping up? <laughs> I need more information here. That's why you might need to say this is where I need to begin. I want more information before I give you an answer on that. Um, you know, it's not just throw a whole bunch of mud at the wall and see if it sticks. Oh, well, try this, try that, you know, which is what the unfortunate social media is full of. Oh, I've got a problem with my dog doing this and that and the other. Well, let's try this. How did you try that? Did you do this? You know, and it goes from health issues, diet issues, training issues, behavior issues, you know, and all the whole things that you just keep trying things at until something seems to work. Well, that's not how you learn how to do things. In the episode notes, there is a link to the Build the Learning course, and it contains a slew of information on recommended skills all teachers of dogs need to have.